0: And Welcome to episode number 20 of Bootstrap Growth. I'm your host, Ned Eric, and dude, I'm super pumped. Dude, it's episode number 20. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? And by the way, dude, we're at a thousand downloads. So for those of you guys that like do like download this and are freaking listening all the time, like you guys, you the real MVPs. You are the realist of the real. So I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for dealing with me and my tangents and my sometimes inappropriate recommendations. And you guys are awesome. I I love you guys. I I thank you guys for um, utilizing this podcast um, for knowledge, right? Like I I built this out because I, I thought to myself, like, who did I need? couple years ago, shoot, who do I need today? Right. <laughs> like, that's my I build it. like, who do I need today? Um, and I build it like, Hey, who, do, who did I need at 22 years old? And, um, yeah. So I hope that you guys have gotten some, some good marketing thoughts out of this. I'm hope you guys have gotten some good sales talks out of this, um, thoughts out of this. Um, I know I've, I've, I've gotten reached out by some of you guys to, you know, to thank me and to visit. And, um, I do want to extend that to anyone. Um, I don't have anything to sell any of you guys. (laughs) So, um, if you want to just talk, um, let's, let's talk, right. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to meet with you. If I don't know you, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn, shoot me a DM and, uh, you know, let's have a conversation. And I'm, I'm more than willing to give you give away all my secrets because that's pretty much what I do on this podcast anyway. Um, but today, um, if you do follow me on LinkedIn, which I'm pretty sure a hundred percent of you guys do, like no one else would just be like searching for like Ned Eric. So um, um, I am. I decided that I was going to answer all of your questions for episode number 20. So I did another ask me anything. Um, and I'm super excited about this one. I think I got like 11 questions from you guys. Um, and, you know, they range from outreach to um, why I'm so pretty, because like, That's probably the most obvious question and and everything in between. Um, So excited to to answer your questions today, but um, I'm even more excited about what's happening over the next two weeks. Um, And I'll share this with you guys now. Um, I have a, a guest that's coming on. And the reason I'm excited about episodes 21 and 22 is because this is a frontline BDR and she's coming on and the first episode was supposed to be all about cadences. And we got on a tangent about leadership and mindset and everything in sales. And it was just, it was probably one of my favorite conversations I've had um, just to date. And so I'm, I'm really, really excited about sharing that with you guys. And then um, the second episode, so that was the first episode. Um, and then we got back together and uh, we're getting back together and we're going to talk to you guys all about cadences. So you get to kind of hear the mindset and, the, op- and the, the thoughts behind it. And then um, we're going to get really tactical and practical. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. And um, I'm excited to have more people on the podcast, um, uh, you know, moving forward. So, um, if you guys are interested in, um, hearing someone, um, just let me know. I'd, I'd love to, uh, see if they're willing to come on. So appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, thanks for an awesome last 20 episodes. Um, and without further ado, let's get into these questions. So I'm just going to go down the list on LinkedIn and, um, uh, and then we'll go, I'm going to take a sip of my white monster because hashtag health by the way if you drink any other flavor of like monster besides white i guess we could still be friends because it's still monster but like you're wrong it's that simple like if i had to go like top three monster flavors it would go white purple green all all zero ultra because like hashtag health because no calories in my drink anyway see, these are the, these are the tangents that I get off on that you guys should automatically turn off the podcast, but you don't cause you're the real MVPs and I love y'all. Boom. So first question is from Andy D'Angelis. By the way, if you're not following him on LinkedIn, you need to, um, some of the best content on LinkedIn, just actionable, thoughtful, real content. So, um, Andy, thanks for, asking the question, thanks for listening to the podcast, bro. Like I got a chief operating officer listening to this podcast, dude. Like I'm sure Andy's not getting a ton from this, but thanks for being here, bro. I'll answer this question for you. So this is, this is a really good question too. Um, Creativity and outreach and sales. Um, So getting prospects to engage when they're getting hit from all angles and channels, real examples of creativity to be memorable in the outreach process for me, creativity and outreach is the most interesting and thought-provoking conversation in sales today. So I want to preface this with something, Andy, I'll get to your question, but I want to preface this. I said this, I think a couple episodes back. I think we're people are trying to get too, too creative. Um, they're trying to get too snarky. They're trying to put too much like zhuzh, as my grandmother would say, um, in sales. I think the most creative thing that you can do in sales today is to truly understand your buyer. Interview them, understand them, and talk to them as a peer. I think that's the most creative thing you can do. I think relevance over personalization, and I think understanding over creativity. That being said, do I love creativity? Absolutely. Why? Because it works. I mean, like Stu Heineke, wrote a book on it, right? Dale Dale Dupree's built his career on creativity. But that being said, I think creativity has to be strategic and it has to be part of your strategy in understanding who you're going after, right? It's, it's one of those things that I look at and go, if you're not, if you can be creative all you want, but if it's not relevant to me, then the creativity is just going to waste and you're just having fun and that's fine. But if you want to just be creative for the rest of your life, be an artist. If you want to be creative and make money. And you can be in sales or marketing or whatever you're, you're doing. But I think, Andy, to answer your question for me is a real life example of creativity to be memorable in an outreach process in 2020 is to understand your prospect to the point where you can speak directly to pains and solutions that you have because you know what that person's going through. That is the most creativity that you can do that is going to be thought provoking and exciting for that person. Explain their world, like define their world to them. Ask illumination questions that opens up their eyes, makes them think, right? Provide them with relevant case studies that are going to, that, that are people that are literally just like them, that, that has that sameness to them, right? There's That's how you become creative. And, and, and there's not a ton of creativity as you know, per se in that, but you have to go as a salesperson, have to go and, and, and dig into your brain and, and figure that out and go interview people. And I think that right there is the creativity that we need in sales right now. I really do. Uh, I think that we need to stop talking about sending card cards, I guess you know, sending stuff like, because I, you know, I, I, Oh, I sent a left shoe. And if you, you know, Hey, if you want the other shoe, at least I got my foot in the door, whatever that is. I think that's, that's overdone. And I think it's, it's, it's lazy. And I'm going to now answer your question, Andy, with something that I did back at Vertimax that really worked well though. So that being said, although I wanted to preface it with that answer, I think some real world examples of creativity. Um, I sent out, I was working with strength and conditioning coaches and I sent out little mini trophies, like those cup trophies. And it said like, Hey, thank, you know, uh, first place for meeting with Ned Eric. Um, And inside of it, I put the crumpled letter from Dale Dupree, which had like all my information on it. Um, That was a really cool one. I got like 20 meetings out in Los Angeles from that. I got like, 10 meetings in Vegas from that. Um, that was a really, really cool one. I, um, I got, uh, I actually got one from a kid. I say kid, I don't know what he was, but um, that it, it was, it, I'll say like the creativity is going to be a lot of like direct mail and video. Um, real examples of creativity. Actually, our guest next week, she sent a rap to a prospect than she showed me. And I thought that was really, really cool, really, really creative, you know, based on like the personalization that she had. Um, you know, I think that when it comes to like real world examples of it it, it, it is specific. So like sending a rap, right. That's, you know, specific to something that they did, or um, I think don't, the creativity where it starts to get sort of lazy is when I found out that you went to Florida state and I send you a FSU Seminoles hat. Right. Um, you know, I I just don't think that that's super creative, but I think, you know, think outside the box. Those are two kind of creative ways. You know, obviously I think a lot of people, you know, go to Dale or Stu Heineke for like the creative type stuff. Um, for me, I think that the way that you stand out and you're creative in 2020 moving forward, post pandemic too, um, is getting really specific and understanding who your buyer is and actually getting like, like valuable to that person. So hopefully that would answer your question. Andy, you know where to find me if it didn't, and you can yell at me. So, um, Jason Vanna oh, and Andy actually agreed with Jason. He said, I'm also with Jason on this question. So Jason said, why are you so pretty? Um, genetics hashtag got it from my mama hashtag definitely was my mom, my dad, not so much. Sorry, they don't listen to the podcast. So love you guys. Um, follow-up question. Yeah, this is definitely a follow it's, it, This is definitely a less successful question than your first one, Jason. Uh, what would be a good introductory message to send on LinkedIn that doesn't sound salesy but still lets people know they can reach out and help? I don't know. Let's say marketing. Um, so this is you asking what you should send people. Um, man, this is a really good question. Um, I I don't think you send an introductory message. I don't. I don't think you send an introductory message on LinkedIn right now. Um, it's a connect and pitch like world right now. Um, and I think what you're doing, Jason, is this the it's the LinkedIn playbook right now. Um, for those of you guys that don't follow Jason, you should follow. I'm gonna do this for everyone that asked a question. Um man, I think that what you're doing on LinkedIn is the playbook right now. Provide so much value, provide the breadcrumbs that people can either pick up one by one on their own to create the bread, to create the loaf of bread, or they can go directly to you and get the loaf of bread in one fell swoop for, you know, a sum of money, right? Um, man, because I think it's really hard not to sound salesy in a introductory message. Now, if you've been connected with the person and you've, you've, you understand them and that you, maybe you've had a couple of conversations with them. They've connected, they've commented on your stuff. You've commented on theirs. I think it's very appropriate to send them a message and say, Hey, you know, Hey, what's going on, man? Um, Hey, I was noticing these few things about your content. Like let's, we'll stick to marketing for you. Right, Jason. Um, Hey man, I was noticing a couple of things for your content. Here's three things that I did to increase my reach. Right. Right. And give them a couple of tips. I think that's the best way that you can really do a message right now on, on LinkedIn is to get, especially if it's introductory. I think the number, the number one thing you can't do is connect and pitch. Don't I? I, I dude, I'm even, I'm, I'm, I'm even against connecting, and sending a message immediately because actually, Josh Roth. And I with, I think, Chris von Hune, were kind of like on this little thread on um, the other day commenting where, dude, I have like almost deleted messages that were genuine, like outreach, like genuine, like, hey, Ned, really love your stuff. Like, you're the man, like those kind of messages. I almost deleted and blocked those people because I was like, oh, God, connect and pitch. Right. So I think that it's really important that you get to know the person. I think it's really important that LinkedIn is part of your long game. And I think that the introductory message for someone like you, Jason, is like, man, hey, Ned, I noticed you don't have a website for bootstrap growth. W- why is that? And then I'd be like, because I'm a lazy piece of crap. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, me too. And, you know, I don't like lazy pieces of crap. Maybe I could build your website. Like, like it would be something to the extent of like, I'm going to ask you a question That like, I genuinely like want to know an answer to, man, like, or, or I'm noticing something, you know, Hey Ned, I noticed you have a website. Would you want me to mock up a website for you? What I think would be really cool for you? Like, Hey, I noticed that, you know, your content, you really, you talk a lot about mindset. um, But I noticed that you're also a financial advisor. Um, Why, why don't you talk about financial advising in your content? Like, it's, it's really this illumination question that I think is going to be so important in that introductory message after you have engaged with them for quite a while. So um, yeah, that's, that's sort of my answer, Jason. Um, I don't think an introductory message is smart. Um, I think that you have to build the, the relationship via comments, via um, reaching out, you know, via like, just engaging on 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 things. And then when you do hit the message, when you do hit them, um, I think you've got to call something out. I think you've got to illuminate something that you've seen. And I think it's gonna, hey, notice you didn't have a website. Would you like me to do something for you? Um, now and but this is just because I know your business, Jason. So like if I let me take Jason out of it for a second and I'm gonna to talk to salespeople here that are on that, that have a quota to hit. Um I think the best way to do it is you connect with them, you engage on their stuff, you really, you you really create, um, some sort of like, like they know your face, and then I think that you know you you hit them with a video, and I think the video is like, you know, hey Jason, uh, really been enjoying your content recently, um, you know I wanted to just reach out. These are the people that we work with people that are struggling with X, people that are you know, uh, concerned with Y and frustrated with Z. Um, man, if you or anyone are ever dealing with that, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, you know, either way, man, I'm really excited to continue to engage with your content here. Um, you know, appreciate you, bye, right? If you're a salesperson, I think that's the way you go about it. Obviously I've been talking to Jason, but if you're a salesperson, it's a video. Hey man, been really enjoying your stuff about um, you know, being a product manager. You know, we're we're actually working with product managers that are concerned with Y, frustrated with uh, concerned with X, frustrated with Y, and struggling with Z. Um, hey, man, if you know anyone that has those issues, or if you're ever struggling with those issues, man, I'd love to have a conversation with you. If not, man, I'm looking forward to really, you know, continuing to engage with your stuff. See you, bud. That's it. That's your introductory message. I'm gonna give them a quick value prop. I'm gonna, you know, say something but I want to give them an out and I but I've also wanted to have created enough goodwill that they're not going to delete that. And Jason again, you know where to find me, brother. You got my number, so. So I'm probably going to like not be able to say your name. I'm going to butcher your name, so I apologize. So it's Bargov Cantaria. So Bargov Cantaria asked me how to reach out to a prospective first client for a new marketing consultation business? Um, and so like initial cold outreach for a prospect. Um, so I think that's sort of like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer it the same way. Um, I think the first thing is, you know, I, I'm really into like, you have to know who you're reaching out to. You have to know who the persona is. You have to know really tie in the feature, the benefit and the pain. And then you have to understand sort of this, you know, what would, what would that pain be where the benefit that you're talking about would actually, and the feature would actually matter to them. So again, it's going to be, this is, this is something that I would do how to reach out, um, for new marketing consultation business. I think that I would initially reach out either on LinkedIn or via email. I, I wouldn't do an initial phone call. Um, and I would shoot them something very similar to what I just told Jason. Um, I would connect with them. I would, if, if I'm a marketing consultant, I'm going to provide value initially. So I'm initially going to say, Hey, I was looking at some of your paid ads, or I was looking like on Facebook, you can go in and you can do like the, um, the page, uh, I forget what it's called. I think, let me actually, let me, I'll, I'll actually look it up real quick. Cause it's, I think this is really important. So like, page transparency is what it's called. So on Facebook and and you can see what ads they're running. Um, So like for a marketing consultation businessman, you can get really, really practical with these people. Um, So like, for instance, there's like a JavaScript that you can put on your computer that like, if you, you, if you click it, I, and, and I'll put it in the show notes, but if you click it, you can actually like go and, um, rewrite copy on someone's website without like it changing on their actual website. So like if I'm doing a marketing consultation, I'm actually going to provide them with something like, you know, Hey, Bhargav, um I noticed these things about your website, or I noticed these things about your ads. Um, I did a couple of tweaks to them to make them a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say a little bit better. I made a couple of tweaks to them. Um, you know, if you'd like to, you know, learn more. Um, If you're open to further discussion of why I did these things, I'd love to, you know, give you a free consultation. Um, I think that's really the way that I would do it for a marketing consultation business is actually give them something, right? And not something generic. I would go to Halo, like I work for a company called called Halos. I would go to Halos' website. Right. And I would say, or I would go to our, our, any of our social media and I'd say, Hey, I noticed these things. You haven't done this, you haven't done that. Um, if I were you over the next 90 days, here's the strategy that I would run and the why. And I would write that up. Right. And depending on like how big your, your, your project is, right. Um, how much money that you would get from it, put that amount of time into it. Um, that. I think that, that, that's the way I would do it for a marketing consultation business for you. Um, cold outreach. Otherwise, man, it's, it's really understanding the pain. Um, it's really understanding all of those things and being able to say, Hey, we work with other people that are frustrated with this, confused about this. They're, they're, you know, banging their head against the wall. That's not something you're dealing with. Is it right? These are things that you really want to personalize. I guess personalize isn't the right word, but like specific to who you're talking to and specific to your business. But, um, yeah, marketing consultation business, dude, I would give someone, I would, I would literally tell them exactly and show them what you can do. I would provide the service before they pay for the service. Um, yeah. Paul Roberts, man. What's up brother. Now this is a guy that does video. Awesome. By the way. Um, sent me a dope video on LinkedIn in mail. Um, So when will you let your beard be free and be more luscious? Um, man, I don't know if I ever really will. I did for a little bit when my wife and I lived in North Carolina. Um, I let that thing go. And I mean, it got to the point where it was almost Santa Claus esque minus the white. Um, I'm just not, I'm not a good, I'm not good at like maintaining it and like grooming it. So, um, Yeah. I think I'll probably, I don't know if I'll ever do that again. Um, unless I had like a, a dope guy that could just come in like weekly and just like trim my beard for me. So, um, is there a type of personality you don't mesh well with that you encounter prospecting and how do you handle that interaction? That's a really, really good question, Paul. Um, I love, I, I hate the fact that I say like, Hey, that's a good question. Cause it's like, of course, that's a good question. That's why I asked it. Like you're an idiot, Ned. Um, <laughs> but man, I think for me, I have an issue with people that think that, that come across as know-it-alls or like, I'm better than yous. Um, And I think for me, it is because of like how I grew up, right? Like there were a lot of those people. And so I think it kind of forces me back into like, you know, fat, poor Ned. Um, I think that's, that's probably the personality I don't mesh well with. And I've really had to work on just being Ned and not worrying so much about like trying to overcome that and like, what I used to do when someone would be like, nah, we're all set. We got everything we need. Like, dude, I do this and this and this and this, and they start listing off like all these things. Like they're just being really pompous, um, almost like rubbing in your face, like what they do. Um, I used to be, I used to like try to, I guess, like bring them down. Like I, I'd be like, I try to like cut them off at the knees, bring them down a notch. Um, And so for me now, the way that I handle that interaction is I, I stroke their ego. Like it's going out of style, bro, dude, that's all, dude, I haven't heard about that. Dude. Tell me more, dude. Yeah. Like I, I, I really stroke their ego when it comes to that stuff. I used to not, I used to let my ego get in the way and I'd get combative and I'd be like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about, you know? Um, but yeah, those are the, that's a personality I don't mesh well with period. Um, because I am very like for those of you guys that know who I am, I'm very like laid back. Um, I'm very like, Hey, I'm going to go with the flow and um, anyone that's like just up in my face and like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't jive well with them anyway, but like in, in the sales world, yeah, I I stroke their ego and I just let them keep talking. Um, And what's cool about that is a lot of those guys will talk themselves out of what they're talking about if you just ask them man like dude no no you know everything you're talking about dude like dude what would you change like you're doing everything perfectly but we don't live in a perfect world what would you change right now about what you're doing just so i know like and then they'll talk themselves out of things so um yeah i don't i don't like those people period and if it's in the real world Um, I probably walk away and just don't interact with them. If it's in sales, I stroke, there you go, and let them talk themselves out of it. So thanks, Paul. Um, Sagar Zaman Zaman, um, was the one thing you are learning keeping the future in mind. The one thing that I'm learning keeping the future in mind. It's a really good question. I think for me, I'm I'm not so like I'm 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 really building acumen in the fundamentals. And I think this is really important because I think a lot of people like with a question like this, what's like the one thing you're learning, keeping the future in mind? Like for me, like I think like probably even six months ago, I probably would have told you I would have been like, Man, I'm I, I'm I'm really bought into Um, you know, the analytics side of things. So I'm really digging into analytics and AI, right? Like, because that's the future. Um, For me, I'm really, I'm digging into the fundamentals. I'm talking like the psychology of human beings, anthropology, Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm really digging into, um, you know, what does it look like to lead, like, what does a good leader do? So, um, for me, I'm I'm really, really, really digging into the fundamentals of process, of system thinking. So, W W Edwards Deming is like my man. Um, I'm really digging into the the like, hey, what is the one sales process that I'm sticking to for the rest of like my life, right? Like, um, what is the one? thing that I'm going to do in marketing? What are the things that like, I'm really digging in at 27 years old to like, like I I'm keeping obviously an open mind, but I, I am like, I've talked about this before. What are the two or three people that I'm going to listen to for, you know, sales, for marketing, for customer success, for business, for investing. Right. Um, actually saying investing, that's a big thing right now. You guys know I'm a real estate investor already. Um, I'm really, really digging into like other investments. My buddy Neil, shout out. You don't listen to this podcast, but I still love you. It's okay. Neil Tejuani is the vice president of accounts at eGym, which is the company that bought NetPulse, which is where um, I got my start, um, got my like second start. And Neil is like one of my besties. So Neil, N-E-I-L, Tejuani, Tate. T E J W A N I go friend request him on LinkedIn and tell him that I sent you and that he's my bestie B E S T I E not B E S T Y. Those are two different things. But anyway, um, back to this question. The one thing that I'm keeping really in the future in mind is like fundamentals. So psychology, anthropology, really just digging into like business fundamentals, like microeconomics, finance, like really like I'm, I'm really focused on becoming holistic um, when it comes to like the fundamentals of sales and the fundamentals of human psychology and the fundamentals of business. Um, that's really what I'm moving forward to. Um, my goal in in life is is to start my own thing, um, is to start my own company. Um, and so, like I, I'm looking at potentially getting an MBA. Um, so I'm really really focused on things like that. Um, so. I think with the future in mind, the one thing I'm learning are the fundamentals, um, but I'm also learning on like some new investing tactics because my boy is making a killing right now um, in the stock market. So um, I, I I did like a little bit of investing when like Corona first started, like I did, I think I put like a tiny bit of money into the stocks and like, yeah, I've made like $32 or something like that, but uh, I'm really like learning about that because I'm really interested in that. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. What's the most overlooked skill that every salesperson should possess? Self-awareness. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that, um, man, that's, I I love this question because it's going to allow me to just kind of go deep, um, you have to know who you are. You have to know what you stand for. You have to know your values. You have to know uh, the things that you're willing to do, the things that you're willing to push, the boundaries you're willing to push and the boundaries you're not. You have to know that, man, I'm not good at, I'm not good on the phone, but I'm really good in front of a camera. I'm not great. I'm not a great talker, but I'm a damn good copywriter. Like there are things that you have to know about yourself to become a good salesperson. Um, And I think that there is, um, There's too many people that are looking outward to where they need to go outward to like, Hey, I need to be, do this sales cycle. I need to do this. I need to be like this guy. No, what you need to do is you need to look internally and you really need to understand what are your strengths and you need to double down on those. You need to stop trying to double down on weaknesses because if you're an F at something and you become a C, that's going to take a lot of effort. But if you're an, you're an A minus to get to an A, that's a couple of steps, right? Um, so I think that the biggest thing, the biggest overlooked skill that every salesperson, I, I would say every business person should possess is self awareness, knowing who you are really to your core. What makes you happy? Like, why are you doing this? Like, I've talked about this before, like, you don't need to be in sales. Like, there are other things. You live one of these lives. There is no need for you to be sitting in an office or on a cubicle or in a phone call or shoot where we're doing work from home. Guys, I live in Florida. We're pretty much back to regular life. So Um, it's, you should not be doing something that makes you unhappy. Like, just stop. Like if you are unhappy, stop, stop doing it but the only way that you, and, and go do what makes you happy, but the only way you find out what makes you happy is if you're self-aware, right? I love what I do because I love building. I love build, building people up. I love building companies up. I love building processes. I love building systems. I love, I love building relationships. That's what I love. You put me in anything that's like not scaling, you put me in something that's stagnant and is not in a place to be built, I'm going to be very unhappy and I'm going to have to leave that place. So I think self-awareness is key for all salespeople. Great question, Jacob. Um, Jason Van asked a second question. That's cheating, dude. What's your most awkward, embarrassing sales story? Oh, geez. So I used to do door-to-door sales. Like this is, this is rough, actually. Um, used to do door to door sales, you'd B2B door to door. And I walk into this vet's office. It's a vet, by the way, not a flipping like humane society or anywhere. The lady behind the desk, I walk in and I literally ask her if I could like, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm here to do whatever I'm here to do. I don't even remember what my pitch was. And I literally was like, Hey, either way, like, do you mind if I pet a dog? And she looked at me and just like, it was like the fire of God came out of her eyes. And she was like, no. And she was just like, you can leave now. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really awkward. This is really embarrassing. This is really like, I don't know what to do now. Like So I kind of like did that awkward chuckle and I was like, oh, like, you sure? And um yeah, that was pretty much my most awkward and embarrassing sales story, which apparently like now that I say it out loud, like wasn't really all that awkward or embarrassing. But yeah, that's what I can remember right now. So um yeah, that's awkward, embarrassing sales story. I mean, I did have the CEO of one of a major, major companies. Um, I was sitting down to do a demo. It was like a first meeting and uh, I, was, I had my laptop all open. I had built out a presentation and the CEO leans across the table, closes my laptop and goes, how the hell are you going to demo me if you don't even know me? And I was like, oh no. And so immediately started sweating. So that was pretty bad too. That was awkward. It ended up being a you know, great meeting and all that stuff. But yeah, it was pretty rough too. So those are like my top two. Matt Wells, what's up, dude? What's the last thing you binged on Netflix? Right now, I'm not watching much Netflix. I'm watching Prime Video, and I'm on Suits. I'm, like, binging Suits on Prime. Um, But it pisses me off. Mike Ross pisses me off, dude. Because he's got freaking Rachel Zane. If you guys have seen it, beautiful paralegal. And he just keeps screwing it up. Keeps screwing it up. It's funny, like... I get, (laughs) I get very emotional when like relationships don't work out in, uh, in TV shows. Um, I don't know why, but like those are like TV shows where relationships don't work out, like in psych, like any of you guys watch psych, um, when Jules and, uh, wow, did I really just forget? And Sean, uh, when Jules and Sean like break up because she finds out that he's not really a psychic, like I almost stopped watching the show. Um, I'm just a I'm a I'm a romantic. What can I say? And I, I want people to be happy and in love. Um, but yeah, that's what I last. I'm binging that on, um, on uh, on Prime Video, um, on Netflix. What is the last thing I binged on Netflix? Actually, y'all open up my Netflix account right now, bro. Oh, it was Last Chance You. <laughs> it was Last Chance You. It was the new season of Last Chance You. Um, that's what I I love that show. So um, what's the last thing you binge, bro? Hit me up. And then the last question Bernardo de la Vega. What's up, my dude? Um, what's been a super creative thing you have done to solve a business problem that you have been having a hard time overcoming? I don't necessarily know, like, if I don't know if this is like super creative. Um but it's something that I don't normally do. And so like I've been having like a lot of trouble with a lot of like our analytics, just not being like attribution, not being able to tie it down and just trying to figure things out. And so what I did, man, is I brought in three of like my really close analytical friends and had them just dig into the numbers, dig into the data, dig into the numbers. Um, like, and that was like the, the, and, and, and the problem was, was resolved immediately. Right. So, um, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, I, again, creative for me is, is really understanding problems, understanding what's going on. Um, and so like, for me, that's, I, it might not be super creative, Bernardo, but like what I did was. We were just having a lot of trouble getting like the metrics right. And I brought in three of my buddies and just were like, it was like, yo, fix this. And they did. And so um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Bernard, I don't have a ton of like business problems that I, I, I have a, a hard time overcoming. Um, I'm constantly A-B testing. Um, so like if something's not working, like an outreach cadence or a marketing effort or an ad, if something's not converting, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm constantly pushing, I'm, I'm constantly testing. So it's not always, there's not like something that's really big, but that's the one that I can think of right now is like, I brought people in from the outside to get fresh eyes on the issue. Um, Because I think when you get fresh eyes on an issue, that's people can tell you why you're not overcoming it, right? So, like, I don't necessarily think there's there's a huge um, a huge like creative thing that I've done, but I got fresh eyes on the issue. They basically were like, "Yo, these are like the three bottlenecks, and let's fix them." Um, So, I think that that's important. So, like, instead of necessarily getting creative, um, maybe you can just like bring people in from the outside with outside perspective. I mean, that's why I have coaches. That's why I have consultants, right? Like get someone that's not in the weeds to look at things and, and, and did it, uh, it usually becomes pretty uh, clear what the issue is. So, well, that's it. That's episode 20. I am beyond excited to uh, go for the next 20. Um, and I'm excited. I'll do an, i maybe I'll do like an ask me anything, uh, like every 20 episodes. Um, so I'll see you guys at episode 40, but, um, thanks for dealing with this. Thanks for listening. And, uh, hope I answered all your questions. If you didn't get your answer, your question answered properly, or you, you want to ask a follow-up question to it, um, just DM me on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah. Um, hopefully you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and, uh, I will talk with you next week. And I'm really excited. Like I said, the next two episodes definitely dive into those real deep. Uh, I'm really excited to be sharing those with us. So So